Blog Talk Radio. The Marketing Technology Blog Radio Show with Douglas Carr, founder of the Marketing Technology Blog and author of Corporate Blogging for Dummies, online marketing strategies, web, search, social, email, mobile, news, tips, tricks, and best practices from actual marketers, search professionals, and social media experts. Well, hello, everybody. It's a great Friday here in Indianapolis. Uh, we have on the phone today with us, we have the folks from, Ro- or, or I should say the Row Gals. That's how it was official in my uh, in my email. Uh, are, you, are you there? Uh-oh. Well, let's try this. This is Jody. Do you hear Hi. me? Hey, we can hear you, Jody. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> We're doing fantastic. Um, good. And just so that everybody knows, we had a little bit of a, a problem on on our end um, connecting via phone with uh, with the radio show, uh, but it's all it's all good now. Jody and her team dialed in, so we're good to go. Great. Well, welcome aboard. Thank you. It's great to be aboard. Yeah, and and to give people a background, um, results only work environment is. Uh, is is just a fascinating uh, topic for us to discuss today. It's a little bit off the beaten path from obviously, you know, when we're talking about marketing and marketing technology. Um, but I think it's it's uh, we're so results oriented with the way that we um, educate our clients from a marketing standpoint that I, I do think that it has some weight and some bearing for people to know that there's ways for organizations out there um, to take advantage of internal structures. Um, that really measure the right results. And and uh, DK New Media, our agency, has been uh, officially row certified for, I guess, a few months now. Um, and, Great. <laughs> yeah, and we absolutely love it. Um, and, Jody, maybe you can give first a background of what is it and then how, how it came to be. Sure, I'd love to do that, and I, I think this really is an appropriate topic because with how things are moving along today in terms of, you know, technology and communication and ways that we can interact, you know, globally, um, the workplace has not kept up, and the workplace still has a very traditional um, sort of 1950s foundation, and how this started, it was really a few years ago, Callie and I got together, my partner, and we sort of looked around and we said, you know, there's something really fundamentally wrong with the way people are, are thinking about work today. We're thinking about it in terms of people going into the office. That's kind of the default location. That's how people collaborate. That's where the work gets done. And, oh, by the way, we'll let people be flexible sometimes. And what we find with that is that people are feeling very um, – they're, they're in a paternalistic structure – where they're asking permission to, you know, leave early and come in late, and it's just, it just not right for today. So we looked at it as, hey, you know what? We're all adults. We have jobs. If we're clear about goals and expectations, we should be free to do whatever we want whenever we want as long as we get our jobs done. And, you know, that simple notion, interestingly enough, has been um, profoundly frightening <laughs> to companies in terms of, and I, you know, I, I, it's hard to even describe sort of the fear that sort of clenches the hearts of managers 
when they think, how am I going to let all these people just, you know, run free? How am I going to know what they're doing? Right. And so that's kind of that. That's kind of that bottom line. And and now that you're in a results-only work environment, you might even understand how that can be um, a little bit scary in terms of how people think about work today and how work needs to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you know the the honest truth is that I've I I think I've always uh, fought the establishment my entire life. You know, as far as uh, anybody anybody listening will tell you, as far as getting to meetings, <laughs> meeting after meeting. I stopped going after a few meetings uh, because I, I I just see this meeting-itis uh, right. happening in the workplace. And, and, um, and I've never been a guy, you know, I started out in the U.S. Navy. We didn't have go-to-work time and get-off time. You know, it was, <laughs> you know, you're out in the middle of the ocean, and if something breaks, you work until it's fixed. You know, and then you go get some sleep afterwards, and then the next day exactly. you and and so I think it was just in my blood as a veteran that I I didn't have a eight to five or a nine to five kind of mode to me, and so it was hard for me to adjust to all of a sudden out of the navy I go into a an hourly you know um, you know an hourly work schedule, and then I'm getting yelled at my boss if I work overtime, or I'm getting yelled at because I. Don't <laughs> Or I'm getting yelled at because I don't take overtime, and uh, and 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 I'm just confused because all I'm trying to do is a good job. Right, that's exactly right, and that's that's the problem. It's people are trying so hard to make that line. You know, companies are saying this is when you work, and then there's this line at five o'clock or six o'clock or whatever that looks like, and then you're supposed to stop. And so people are they're frustrated. So if I want to you know, do work at different times, and I'm still forced to come in the office 8 to 5, that's where I feel overworked and resentful. If I have the ability to use my common sense to do everything in my life that I need to do every day, one of those things is getting my job done, I can do it in a way that makes sense versus this whole notion that, well, gee, this is work time, so even if you don't feel like working, you need to at least look like you're working, so come in the office, wear the right outfit, you know, go to a workspace and, you know, be on a computer and look like you're working. You know, people don't feel like working straight eight hours today. Yeah. I mean, it's not, we're not in, on a, most of us aren't in an assembly line. And we, you know, we come in and out of work sort of like that. And we used to say, you know, row is like TiVo for your work. It's yeah. starting and stopping, you know, it's it's kind of that come in, come out, Um as the need arises. So I really like your example. It's like something is broken. It's a big deal. We need to fix it right now. And um, and then maybe in the morning I'm you know, taking a couple hours and running some errands. So what? As long as I'm getting the job done. Well, and the, the irony there, right, is that if you're able to take a couple hours off in the morning to run some errands, you don't have to take an entire, you know, you don't have to fight on the weekends or the holidays with, the long lines and everything else, you can be a lot more efficient with your own personal life as well. Well, that's right. We always we like to ask people when we're doing trainings, we like to say, so when is the best time to grocery shop? Yeah. And guess what? We don't get one person that says Saturday at 10 in the morning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or, I mean, or, everybody, or, yeah. or the run to the bank at 5 o'clock, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And so everything is so weird because, Everybody's trying to do their lives, you know, after 5 o'clock and on the weekends. And it's, you know, you think about all the 
the traffic problems and people are so stressed out. And if we could just use our common sense, it would, it would make things so much easier for all of us, but we're forced into this paternalistic 1952 system. And um, flexibility, you know, letting people leave early is not the answer. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and, and there was a time, right, when you had a production line with 300 people in it, you know, where where one per, the next person depended on the last person, you know, and you had to have that speed and variance. But in, a, in in our lives now, you know, that even in a production line, that's not the case anymore, right? That's right. And, you know, you, you can even think of, you know, just project work, any kind of work people do, there's always these sort of handoffs. Like somebody does something and somebody else has to take it to the next step, and these things happen. But people can do that using technology. People are connected today. And it's funny to me that if I have a job where I'm primarily – you know, I'm on my computer, I might be um, doing things out on the cloud, I'm picking off information, but I have to go to this place and sit there. You know, I have to go into an office so that people believe that I'm actually doing work, even though they can see the work happening, like, you know, uh, you know, within the system. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's very frustrating. Harry, you had a name for that. I remember it was it was yeah, a I, I was going to bring that up. It's called presenteeism. Have you heard, have you heard uh, this coming into the vocabulary lately? Uh, the word presenteeism. Oh, absolutely. We actually talk about presenteeism in our book, Why Work Sucks and How to Fix It. And it's it's that you know thing that people people are at work, but they're for whatever reason not productive. They see maybe thinking about their next vacation, they're talking around the water cooler. You know, they're not working at the moment, but they're at work. Presenteeism accounts for 80% of lost productivity in the workplace. Yeah. I mean, it's, absenteeism is better. I mean, why not just be absent? I mean, it's that, that being really absent in your, in your mind, you're not focused on work, but you're at the workplace. And that's the thing that, you know, managers, they feel really comfortable if people are at work but they really don't know whether or not people are working if they're not looking at the output or the results. That's what they need to be focused on. And, and presenteeism is especially deadly because now it's not just my productivity, but it's all the other people around me that I'm kind of sucking into my, you know, my depression or whatever it is that, that's going yeah. on in my life here. Right. <laughs> There's... There's that funny social thing about work when everybody's together. People, you know, they, they interrupt each other, and they're not doing it in a mean way. But, you know, you're sitting around a lot of people. You get a thought in your head. You go tell somebody about it, and now you've interrupted their work. So it, it's very interesting. And I like, too, how you mentioned those meetings because we hear that 30 to 80% of people's time is really wasted in unproductive meetings. Yeah. Meetings. Meetings look like work, but they're often so, um, they're just, they, they have no focus or outcome. It's just people coming together during the day, sitting around a conference table talking about things, but not necessarily getting anywhere. Is it, does it all stem from, you know, that, that um, a comfort with, uh, you know, uh, this, I don't even know the right word, this lie of control, that somehow we have control? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's that's an interesting way to put it. I mean, there's this false sense of security that goes on, and 
you know, the thing that I have to say is, is that the world is changing quickly and people, you know, it looks like companies and organizations, organizations are sort of waiting. You know, they're sort of like, well, I know that I need to change. I know something needs to be different, but I, I'm not willing to take that big step yet. And the thing is, is companies are going to have to take that step. The next generation coming in, they're as big as the boomer population. So they are going to demand to, to work differently, and they're not going to work like we did. So companies are, um, it's inevitable. Organizations are going to have to change, and they're going to have to start looking at things differently. And what, the, what people want is they want to be trusted to live their lives and do their work in a way that makes sense. And we can do it based on how we can connect today with, with all of the technology. Well, and, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's it's exactly in line with, you know, we were just talking this morning that, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, again, the parallels with marketing are, are definitely there, and that's that we have to re-educate our clients quite a bit in that they feel like they're going shopping when they um, they come to us, and, and, and they want to see the list of products that they're going to get on their shopping list when they pay us X dollars worth of money. And the thing that they don't understand is that, you know, marketing is this moving and shifting engine. You know, the search engines are changing on a constant basis. Social media is changing constantly. Um, you know, new products and news and everything else is changing. And, and so we have to be an agile an agile agency in order to accommodate any of those changes and, and respond to them. And so it's really funny when, you know, when we have some, you know, clients that really try to back us into a corner, you know, well, what does that mean? Does that mean two press releases per month, uh, plus, <laughs> you know, plus four blog posts, plus this, you know, and we're always pushing back and saying, no, what it means is that we have to show you that we're more valuable than the cost that you're paying for us on a monthly basis. And we have to provide that evidence to you so that you feel comfortable paying that bill every month. We don't, you know, we don't, yeah. we don't care about if, if it requires three times the effort um, in order to show that value, then we need to put in three times the effort. If it's, if it's somehow half the effort, we at least need to show half the effort, you know, and it's, and it's, um, and I think it's the same with work is, uh, you know, my, my dad had a long history as a productivity manager at, at assembly factories and the first thing that he would do when he walked into the factories is get everybody off hourly wages and put them on per piece. <laughs> right. And, and, and so these, you know, he had people that were making, let's say, $10 an hour, and uh, and they would make two widgets an hour. So it was costing $5 a widget. And he would go in there and he would say to the management, you know, we're going to we're gonna pay a dollar per widget. And the managers would say, what are you talking about? We can't pay people $2 an hour. And my dad would say, well, we're not going to pay them $2 an hour. We're going to wind up paying them about $20 an hour. And they'd say, you're, you're crazy. They're they're never going to. And then six months later, they'd be complaining that their employees were making $100,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's funny how people, you know, the thinking is so skewed. I mean, we see it in terms of how um, – consultants work and they say well you're going to pay me by the hour right and so the client they like to know how many hours you're putting on there whatever that is right and and what you're saying is well it's more about the outcome so i will work to get to the outcome and the outcome has value 
So you're going to get value from what we do, but it's not based on how many hours we put in because that whole notion that the more hours somebody puts in, the better the output is, is not true. It's, it's, a, it's that whole um, time-based notion that time has a value in terms of the more time or maybe I don't want you to put in as much time or how, why did you put in as much time on that? I don't want to pay for that much time. And everybody's looking at time instead of what the actual result is of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. So even we even see that when you look at, um, you know, like you look at how attorneys bill by the hour, for example. And we all know based on, you know, what we're trying to achieve in terms of what we need legally, what do we want, but we're all watching the hours tick by. And I, I really think there has to be a big shift in the way we think about how we approach services and how we think about, you know, what we're getting out of, you know, really what we want, what is the outcome, and then whatever you have to do to, to get it there is not based on the hours, but it's based on that you did it. Right. That, exactly. that you accomplished it. Right. Hi, Jody. It's Jen. And, and, Hi. and 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 and
and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and and
Hey, this is Doug. Can everybody hear me? You guys in the uh, chat room? Let us know if you can hear us okay. Jody, are you on the line? Yeah, I just, I'm on the line. Is this Doug? Yeah, it's strange thing. Sorry about that. It looks like uh, Blog Talk Radio just kind of burped on us and uh, went into some kind of loop mode, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to reschedule it or what do you want to do? Yeah, we might we might need to. We had a big gap there and and we got folks in the chat room and it looks like they can't hear they can't hear it right now anyway. So I need to put a call in to these folks at Blog Talk Radio and find out what happened. Bummer. Okay. I know it's a bummer and I'm I'm actually um I think some of the people can hear now but I don't know if any everybody can so oh, I would say yeah, it looks like people are back, but I think we've kind of uh, we might have lost momentum on this one. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's uh, regroup and do it again. Yeah, let's do that. So everybody who's who stayed with us, Valerie Stroll, I know is in the is in the chat room, and the five other people that <laughs> hung on while we were having problems. You know, the great thing is is um, Jody, tell them your book and where they can get it, and then uh, hopefully they can read the book before we're on next. Absolutely. So the book is Why Work Sucks and How to Fix It. You can uh, go to our website, goro.com, and um, you can click on the book there, and it, it takes you out to buy it on Amazon. So um, I'd be very excited to uh, be on the show again, and we'll keep this conversation going. Yeah, what we'll do uh, between now and then, Jody, we'll go ahead and um, Jen will set up a time with you where we can just have a phone interview and at least okay. I can write over this show and, and we can kind of post-record it. But we'll schedule you as well for a live one in the future, too. 
That's great. And I just want to let, if anybody can, is still listening, I want to let them know that if they want any additional information to get support and training, they can go to rowsupport.com. Fantastic. R-O-W-E support.com. Yes. Well, Jody, thanks, thanks for being patient with us, and we'll touch base again. All right. Sounds good. Bye, guys. And, and for our diehard whisperers out there, uh, we'll play the outro and, and uh, kill this puppy. <laughs> Connect with us anytime at marketingtechblog.com. And from there, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tech Blog.